Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Broker, the podcast where we talk about agency operations, technological advancement, technological adoption, employee engagement, and all the things that make it cool for your insurance agency to be a part of, to work with, and to do awesome things. Big shout out to Indio, www.useindio.com. If you don't know them, you should check them out. They help you take all your data, put it in one place, makes it easier to do business with you, creates a frictionless environment for you. Um, honestly, if you don't know Indio at this point, you're missing out. Check them out. Today, I had an interesting question a couple days ago from Amber, my buddy over at Bold Penguin, who I think is awesome. She asked me what was a digital broker, and I thought that was a good question, you know, I what does that look like? And it got me thinking and got me ruminating on different ideas of, of how to conceptualize a digital broker specifically. So I thought today we would talk through that a little bit and, and see um, what that actually meant. You know, I, I think that in a lot of our minds, when we think of being a digital broker, you know, we have some idea of the future where everything is transferred seamlessly and we're leveraging all kinds of crazy f futuristic technology. And, and I don't know that I feel that way. I mean, to me, being a digital broker is much more about the mindset of the organization than the tools an organization uses. You know, tools are going to come and go. Um, and it's in, in today's world, the, the tool that could change the agency's existence or enhance its operations to some significant amount could could come up tomorrow could happen overnight and i think you know you really have to be careful about getting enamored with any one tool specifically which is why i drive back to mindset you know now if you're in an agency that has a dedication to becoming a digital broker that would mean I'm omni I can I can communicate with my clients on any way that they want me to. So I can text them, I can video chat with them, I can call they can call me. Um, you know, I have all the systems set up to be able to do that. And my staff knows how to leverage them and we have good accountability there and we've thought through all the ENO ramifications of the different mechanisms that we communicate on. You know, I would think that leveraging some kind of e-sign technology would be uh, critical because I, I think so often there's two components of it. There's the client-facing component and there's the back end, um, you know, and maybe multiples. Maybe it's client-facing, carrier-facing, but I kind of put carrier-facing in, in the back end of it. But I guess you could break the back end up into a few different pieces. But for the most part, I think when people say that they are a modern agency, it really talks to being modern from the context of how they communicate and effectively deliver value to their clients. You know, 
are they that's one major component of it the other is can we scale efficiently so can we bring on more business and not and not have a commiserate increase in headcount over time um you know if you're in an agency that uses service centers then even though that's not a digital technology that is a technology that kind of drives down the path of being a digital broker because you are looking at efficiencies but it, it does come from a stepping back from the organization and figuring out how you can leverage technology in a long term to, to make a transition i think right it, it's it's really planning out and making sure that you have coordinated efforts and so it's not producer a running up to you and saying hey man zywave just released this latest and greatest thing we have to put it in place we need it tomorrow and another producer coming up and saying oh my god the salesforce crm thing is awesome we need to use that tomorrow um it's stepping back and looking at the blocks that you need in an organization to drive that forward you know, and it's identifying those key fundamental blocks. And, and the cornerstone of that for me is always going to be data, you know, because I can't, I can't tell if you're doing good or not if we don't have good data, if we don't have data. And so, you know, first and foremost, as we look at becoming a digital broker, I think that having a constant communication about data internally what do we have? What don't we have that we need? How are we taking care of that information? How do we provide tools to our account managers and our teams to make sure that that data goes in effectively? And how do they know that it's important? You know, what are you giving back to that individual that's entering that data to make sure they understand that they're on track? You know, but without data, everything else, I mean, say that you had all the whiz bangy communication materials out there whatsoever in communication. So you're talking about you can text, you can video, you can phone call, you can email, you can Skype, you can do all the things, right? You can communicate in all the ways. But it ultimately, if that doesn't increase retention or sales, what it, w w does it matter? And if you cannot track retention and sales, then again, you're kind of shooting in the dark. And so I, I think f absolute must for those agencies that are trying to become digital brokers. And again, I think that that, wor that, that, that whole phrase is just filled with different ideas. You know, if you say it to Bob, Bob might look at a digital broker as somebody, hey man, they just moved from a fax machine to an email, you know. Or, you know, if you're talking to some Silicon Valley cat, he'd be like, you know, they, they're totally automated and all their workflows are, are going through a system and all that. And, and so I think each one of us kind of has to understand what our, what our perfect state of being a digital broker is. I mean, for me, it comes down to, is it a fun place to work? Are you getting stuff done? Are you able to scale effectively? And again, scale to me is, can I put on $500,000 worth of revenue and not increase headcount because I've put the systems and processes in place? And those processes could be leveraging RS Resource Pro or leveraging Patra, you know, using service centers. There's a multitude of ways to solve different problems, and I don't know that any 
external individual can say this is the right way to go but there are blocks and so data is a big block what are you doing with your data do you have a data strategy where do you want to go with it what do you want to be able to do with it what are you lacking in it that's a big one next is your client experience and and while that that's another word that i just gets overused i think it's it is extremely important you know what tools do you need to enhance your client experience and when i think client experience is is our payments easy our communication seamless can you be where they are do you have a, a good way for them to understand the coverages that you're offering and the whys behind that coverage is it easy for you to collect their information from them um, or is it a pain in the butt if you go out there with paper forms and they're used to using electronic forms because every other industry is using electronic forms you automatically date yourself and put yourself in a place that that makes you look um old <laughs> you know i'll just say old school and i think that that is something that we have to be very careful of you know, so we've got data, we've got customer experience, client experience, and client experience is, is a huge piece of that because the top of client experience is how we communicate with the client, right? The middle of uh, client experience is, you know, the customer service that we provide, being proactive, making sure that we do all the right stuff, that we have happy, that, that we're happy on the phone with them, that we're able to guide them through. And the bottom client experience is your coverages, you know, are your coverages, and none of those work, you know, it, it, it doesn't, each one of those builds on each other, right? It doesn't, if you had really great communication tools, but your coverage is sucked, it doesn't matter. You're better off figuring out why your coverage sucks and why you have gaps and why you're picking up E&O, you know, work on that for a year, get that sorted out. Then you move to, um, you know, your customer service skills. Again, if your customer service skills suck and you've got people that are like, why are you calling me, Betty? You know, I, I don't want to talk to you. Then it, it, regardless of what channels, they, if they come through text, email, video, whatever, it's not going to do you any good, right? And then once you have your customer experience, once you have your client service taken care of and you feel comfortable with that, um, now you can go to the tools to, to scale that out more effectively and, and reach those clients. Obviously, uh, part of being a digital broker is going to be sales culture, right? I mean, we have to sell business. Because I think that the second bucket, customer experience, is probably and uh, in, in, in retention falls into that, you know. Um, because if you're taking care of the client, if you're communicating on their level, if you're having good coverages, if your folks are good, fun to work with, you know, from the consumer side, if you're stacking expertise, then I, I typically you're probably not going to get beat unless it's on price. Um, and if that client's price shopping, then for a lot of the agencies, that's not the play that, that they want to make. You know, it's, it, if it's, if it's a price based decision and that's a commodity and your ability to provide value to those clients is going to be significantly less than clients that have really bought into your culture and who you are as a whole and what your, what, what value you bring. And you can bring much more value to those clients that are not price shopping you know but then sales culture you know so in a digital broker world in my best case scenario you know you have producers that are fed for the most part by a marketing 
engine that you've created and crafted over time. So if you look on, hey, you're sitting here, you don't do any digital marketing today. How do you get to a place where you have consistent leads coming in to producers that can close those or account executives? You know, I, I think that you're for complex risk, you'll always need producers and account executives that understand the the risk can go and communicate with those clients but to get those shots you know i think one of the big jobs back in the day for a producer was go do lead generation but today there is a multitude of options to do lead generation and the ability to to bring those leads in and get those over to a producer to close that business that allows your that allows you to save your producer the most valuable thing that they have which is time you know how do you get them more time to do what they're great at which should be to sell your sell this this these products to protect these clients to convey how they'll be protected so, you know, we've got data as a cornerstone. We have customer experience, and it's three buckets, right? We've got the bottom, which is coverage, uh, taking care of all the insurance needs of the client. Then the next tier up on that is, is your customer service effective? Do you have a good mechanism to capture that and make sure that your folks are trained up and, and you're staffing enough so they're not stressed out? And then how what what channels are you on and what channels are you out there with um you know can you text can you call can you video you know what are what are the limitations that you have that you need to shore up over the next couple of years um to make sure that you fill that out because i think the bottom two we have in customer experience everybody i mean if you're an agency today and you're not providing good coverage then you're probably not going to be in business very long if you're an agency today that in your uh employees and you don't have a good service uh, component um, where it's miserable to work with your agency, you're probably not in business. And so that third one's a big deal that, uh, that, that third piece of that, you know, where can you communicate? Can you make it easy to do business? Can you, are you using electronic forms? Are you using e-signatures? Are you using, you know, the modern technologies today to make it as easy as possible for your consumer? Um, and then, so that, you know, those two buckets, data, customer experience, sales culture. And I think sales culture is deep. You know, again, you have a couple buckets. One, you've got to have some kind of sales force, you know, in there to, to be able to promote, f figure out uh, your product, understand how the, the stuff, the coverages match up with the needs of the client. And then how do you scale your message? You know, I, I believe that when you look at traditional sales, it would be producer driven. Now we have a lot of different mechanisms to drive that, that don't have to rely solely on a producer. And are you leveraging that? Are you experimenting with that? Um, so those three buckets are, are, and when I, when I think about helping a producer, I mean, are you putting out, and that's your social media presence, that's your um, brand awareness, that's, you know, doing stuff with your local communities, that's all the different things that make it easier when your producer walks in to get that deal done and walk out of there feeling good, you know, I've seen producers that 
feel like, hey, this agency is re it's really tough to go up against Willis if nobody has any idea of what we who we are. And today, with all the social media, with all the different components that we have, it's not difficult to at least have some kind of presence um, that that seems significant. And then the last one is your that backroom operations. Um, and I might even put backroom operations in front of sales because if you sell, sell business and don't have good process control, don't have good efficiencies in place, then you, you're scaling unprofitably, which is always an issue. But everybody's going to look at that a little bit differently. I mean, it is a core building block, though. You know, there is, I, I would say, if you're using processes that are two years old, you probably need to reanalyze those processes. And it is a pain in the butt. There's nothing easy with that. Every, you know, process re-architecture is such, so arduous. But I would think that it's in most agencies, process re-architecture or consistent analysis of process to determine what tools are out there to shore up the weaknesses that we have and uh, the ways that we go about that can save headcount. And so over the course of two years, you could save two or three employees by your process re-architecture, figuring out how to bring tools in, leverage them effectively, and drive that forward. And that would be well worth your time uh, and well worth the expense of having somebody to analyze those processes and help figure out how to keep those on track and that you are using the most modern stuff. It's a hard job for agencies to maintain, though. I've seen... A lot of agencies have a person for a while, and they they hit a hard time, and that person's got to go. But I like agencies that have some kind of workflow um, analyst. That sole job is to consistently pick apart how workflow is done, see what problems the agency is having from a from you know what process sucks the most. What's your soul sucking tasks, and how do we get rid of that? You know. Those are, and that's where you can bring in your your service centers, your resource pro, your Patra. You know what outsourcing can you do? What makes sense for your firm? What's your core competencies? Where are you focused? You know, do you, are you building niches out? Um, and then you know, so, so when you when I look at a digital broker, I think that those are the four primary components that. Each agency has to strategize on and figure out where they want to go and how do they converge at the top? You know, how do they how do they all come together? And as you make decisions and bring tools into those different buckets, which one of those is going to have large impact? And so the buckets to me are data, customer experience, sales, back office operations. And everybody, as you bring as you formulate your idea about where you need to be, the tools that you use will be interchangeable. Your ability to take that tool, leverage that tool effectively, train your staff up on it, that to me is, is way more important than you hammering home, you know, one, uh, one thing, you know, hey, this is going to change everything. It's, it's so much better if you create a culture of adaptability in today's world. Um, that'll make everybody, and, and if you're doing all of these, I mean, what you're going to see is you're going to have happy employees. You're going to have a cool culture. You're going to uh, have good, uh, happy clients. It's going to have a systemic effect on your overall organization. 
And so, hey, that's my that's my speech for today. I appreciate you being with me. I hope you have a great day. I'm going to be on vacation next week, but we'll be back the week after that. And we just appreciate you listening. If you don't know Indio, check them out, www.useindio.com. Really appreciate you. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients. When using Indio, the process is fast, easy, and ENO free, saving your agency time and money. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one on one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www dot u s e i n d i o dot com slash podcast